June 14th, 2022, in Masechet Sanhedrin and Daf'ayin Daled Amud Aleph. If you count down in the wide, <coughs> in the wide lines, it's 14 lines down. The second word on the line, the first word is Kochavim, the second is Amar. Amar Biyohanan Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehosadak. This is the statement we began yesterday. Rabbi Yohanan, in turn, stating the name of what appears to be a Tana, Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehosadak, Nimnu. They counted up, they voted, it's a significant issue if it was such. Vigamru, and they studied, they determined based on their learning, Ba'aliyat Bet Belod, in a place called Lod, it's a, it's a part, portion of Eres Israel, even today, it's where the airport is, as I mentioned. And Aliyat Bet Rashi says Nitzah was the name of a person. The Aliyah means the attic, the area where they would sometimes congregate, they would gather to discuss Torah, Halakha matters. So anyway, that's the circumstance. We got the setting set. There are rabbis, uh, leaders gathered together in this attic in Lod, Bet Nitzah, and they determined the following principle. Kol Torah, on most of the mitzvot of the Torah, im omrin adam avor ve'al tehareg. If a non-Jew, if a force from outside, turns to any Jewish person, any member of Am Yisrael, and says, either you die or you violate this Avera or mitzvah, on 610 of them, Ya'avor ve'al yehareg. You should violate, you should do the sin, instead of being killed. As we'll see in the Gemara in just a few moments, that's derived from the Pasuk of Vahai Bahim. The Torah says you should live by them. The understanding is this is an overarching principle to almost all of the mitzvot of the Torah. God says your life is Haviv, is the Lashon of Rashi at the bottom of the Amud. Your life is beloved to me to the extent that Vahai Bahim, I'd rather you be living Veloshe Amud Bahim instead of dying in order to perform my mitzvot. Your life, so to speak, is more significant to me than your observance, than your, uh, than your ability to follow my laws. Except for these are what we might call the three cardinal sins. Avodat kochavim, of course, pagan idolatry. It's worshiping avodah zara. arayot is inappropriate sexual behavior, relations with wrongful men and women together. Ushvichutamim, and we'll define a bit of these as we go along. Ushvichutamim means spilling blood, means murder. These are the three circumstances in which we say yehareg val the person should die instead of. Uh, instead of giving his life. This is the source. source. There are two other Gemarot which discuss this. This is the most famous of the three. And the Gemara now will seek for each of these the source. So it's the source for the rabbinic statement. What's the source in the Torah? But yeah, this is is one of the primary Gemarot. It says the Gemara first and foremost, is it really so? The first on your list was Avodat Kochavim, that you don't give your, that you do give your life up instead of worshipping Avodah Zarah Avodat Kochavim Lo. Is it really so that Avodat Kochavim, Avodah Zarah stands separate from our list of 610 other mitzvot? Maybe it should be 611. After all, we have an explicit statement from Rabbi Ishmael, we'll read it in a moment in the Beraita, in which he's clear. The halakha is, even for Avodah Zarah, Ya'avor ve'al yaharek didn't we study? Didn't we learn in the Biraita? Amar bi Ishmael minayin. How do we know? Says Rabbi Ishmael. Shim amru lo leadam. That if it was said to a person, avod avodat kochavim ve'al If a person's given 
uh, an option. Do Avodah Zarah, worship Avodah Zarah. Again, the definition needs to be sharpened and determined because even if we're talking about a step removed, call it, what we might call accessories, what the Gemara calls Avizarayu, we'll have that question as well. In other words, is it the specific action of bowing to the Avodah Zarah? Is it something even close to Avodah Zarah? Okay, the Gemara will very briefly touch on it. The Rishonim, the Poskim, deal with it at a greater length. But anyway, the statement of Abi Ishmael is, how do I know that even when it comes to Avodah Zarah, that if you're told at the threat of death to worship Avodah Zarah, minayin shi ya'avod ve'al yaharig. How do I know that you're supposed to worship Avodah Zarah? That it's not one of my three exceptions. Talmud Lomar says Rabbi Ishmael in this Beraita, it's the Pasuk that we said is the expansive, broad Pasuk, v'hai bahim v'lo she'yamut bahim. <coughs> he derives it from this Pasuk. Pasuk says v'hai, you're supposed to live by the mitzvot, which means that you violate even Avodah Zarah in order to preserve your life. Well, that's the statement of Rabbi Ishmael that runs contrary to what we mentioned earlier. After all, Rabbi Yohanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehosadak that the halakha was, they determined it in Aliyat Bet Nitzah Belod on three Averot, Yahareg Val Yahavod, not Avodah Zarah. Rabbi Ishmael disagrees. Let's just finish the statement of Rabbi Ishmael before we defend and explain how the rabbis were disagreeing with this. Does this apply? In other words, Avodah Zarah, a person is to, according to Rabbi Ishmael, violate the sin instead of giving his or her life. Does that apply even in a public forum and atmosphere? Now, public is very much uh, subjective. The Maybe game. more, more Indeed, I, I think. Nathan's saying uh, more in public which way? More in public, you should, you should die. You should die, that's right. The Gemara, in fact, at the top of the Aindale Damut Bet, at the very top, of, even at the bottom here, you'll see the second to last line, the second to last word is Befar Hesya. The Gemara will say that even on Mitzvah Kala, even aside from these three core sins, uh, any other sin, the Gemara will say potentially, according to Rashi, even on a minhag, if it's in public, potentially that's what the Gemara says, if it's in public, the public stature establishes it as Hilul Hashem. Well, how do we define public? The Gemara will tell us it means in front of ten Jewish men. Well, that being the case, does it apply as well to Avodah Zarah for Bishmael? Again, the Gemara will apply it to everything, to all 613 if it's public. Bishmael at the very least applies it to Avodah Zarah. The Pasuk says that you should not profane my name, says God, you should sanctify my name. In turn, the Rashav Rabbi Ishmael goes as follows. In general, when it comes to Avodah Zarah, you do the Avodah Zarah in order to preserve your life. That's the general principle we have by all the other mitzvot. Bishmael includes Avodah Zarah. If it's going to be a case of what we call Kiddush Hashem, which is in a circumstance of Farhesya, which means in front of 10 Jewish men, 10 Israeli men, in such a circumstance, you have to give up your life, Charlie? If I have no intention, I believe in God, I have no intention, I can do it for the show. You might recall we had a mahluk between Ravana Baye Ha'oved of that might not constitute Avodah Zarah. Assuming it's Avodah Zarah, I understand your claim. Now the question is, and Harambam talks about this in his Sefer Mitzvot, basing himself on several Gemarot, in Kiddush Hashem in general, to sanctify God's name, is that determined by your intention? 
I don't know, if I was walking by and I see someone with a gun to his or her head and they're bowing down to an idol, I might easily say that's Avodah Zarah. Kiddush Hashem is very much defined by what people interpret, not per se what you're saying. And as a result, for Kiddush Hashem, it's a little bit more tricky than a regular sin'ah in a circumstance where the person puts it. Then you could say, in your head, I'm not actually bowing, I'm just uh, tying my shoe or something like that. But if it's in public, if it's Kiddush Hashem, it's, it's, it's determined by what the public's perception is. Yes, Jeff? According to Rabbi according to Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, we're not posek lahalacha that way. But it doesn't matter. I mean, but yes, you're right. That means that it, it elevated. To, oh, you're saying if I walked by, I should have been killing him. That's what you're telling me. No, it's only Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. No, and Hilul Shabbat as well. Watch out, please. That's only his son, Rabbi Lazab, Rabbi Shimon. We don't do that. Not to be practiced at at home or at any point. Anyway, says the Gemara, in who, meaning those rabbis, the determination, as Judas said, the public determination, the, the, the one that we know, the famous determination that uh, for the Shloshet Hamurot, we say, they're clearly going against Rabbi Ishmael. They need to be able to hang their opinion on another Tana. Rabbi Ishmael is a household name. We all know Rabbi Ishmael. Who would they follow? In Huda Amur or In Huda Amur Kirbili Ezer. The Gemara says their opinion followed that of Rabbi Ezer. Obviously, we're about to read that Rabbi Ezer disagreed with Rabbi Ishmael. And according to Rabbi Ezer, Abu Dazara is part of our list of Yehareg Valyavor, of give your life up instead of. Going against the prohibition, the Tanya, as the Beraita teaches, Rabili Ezer Omer. Now, again, it's going to take us a few lines to get there, but that's where we know we're, we're headed, okay? So don't get too confused by the details leading up to it. Rabili Ezer is going to lead us to Avodah Zarah is Yehareg Valyavor. Where does he derive it from? He derives it from Pasuk, we all know and love. Rabili Ezer Omer ve'ahavtat Adonai Lo'echa becholevavecha. Pasuk says at the beginning of Kiryat Shema, you should love God with all your heart, with your whole soul, and we interpret as your possessions. Well, pause for a second, just understand what love of God means. Love of God at its very initial status and its very initial interpretation means being able to dedicate yourself to God, means being loyal to God. As a result, if you're loving God with your whole soul, we already kind of understand, if we're reading that pasuk in the most literal, simple sense, it means love God with all of your soul, even if someone's taking your soul. How do you determine loyalty for God? Hard to define. At the very least, it means not worshiping another God, not worshiping another being, right? That much we can accept. So if you read the Pasuk already, without any of the technicalities, which would be the Ezra will insert in a moment, we already understand the direction. Ahavat Hashem means loyalty and dedication to His oneness. It means that's to the exclusion of any other one. That's what we call Avodah Zarah. And if it says, Bechol Nafshecha, means with all of your soul. In fact, there is a, a stream of thought Rav Dessler and others suggest that that's what ahava in general means ahava milashon hav means to give 
by the Harambam discusses this in a similar way in Sefer HaMitzvot when he talks about Ahavat Hashem. Ahavat Hashem, love of God, means the ability, the acceptance of giving to him to the extent of Bechol Nafshecha. That's how we're going to read the Pasuk. Ahavta means with all of your possessions. In what way? That you're giving them. Bechol Nafshecha means giving your soul. But that's already, we have our source. But he's going to be a little bit more technical about it. He says the following, he says, says Rabbi Li'ezer in this specific Dirasha, Im ne'imah Bechol Nafshecha, lama ne'imah Bechol once the Pasuk says, with all of your soul, we should say, or all the more so with all of your possessions. If God is demanding that you give up your soul, so certainly he's demanding you give up your possessions for his loyalty as well. And if the Pasuk says, with all of your possessions, so then why do you need to tell me with all of your soul? In other words, if you're to tell me that the primary and core uh, focus in this Pasuk is your possessions, that that's the highest stature, so then why do you need In other words, the, the question, as Rashi explains, elsewhere is that either way you slice it we should have a kalva homed. the pasuk doesn't need to mention twofold with all your possessions and all your soul whichever one is the most important one is it all your possessions or all your soul if you ask me it's all my soul but if you were to determine and you tell me that's the Torah's determination with all your possessions that's all it should say regardless why does it need to mention both the answer would be the answer we'll read it in a moment is the Torah is being honest with its constituents with the normal human being some people do value their possessions more more than their soul, whether they're comfortable in stating and admitting it, that's the reality, and as a result, the Pasuk needs to state both, both to tell you if you're a person who values his soul more than his uh, possessions. I couldn't just tell you possessions because you wouldn't know your soul as well. If alternatively you're one of those, I wouldn't even say minority, who, who value at their core their possessions more than their soul, it's for that reason I needed to tell you all your possessions because you would have just said all your soul if it just said all your soul. So again, it says, if it's a person whose body, whose life is more important, is more beloved to him or her than their possessions. For that reason, the Pasuk tells you the highest of all values, your nefesh, your soul needs to be given for God. Alternatively, if your possessions, if your money, if your property is more important, okay, well, that being the case, says the Gemara, we found our source in contrast to Rabbi Yishmael for Avodah Zarah being Yehareg Val Ya'avor. What's my source that Avodah Zarah is Yehareg Val Ya'avor ve'ahavtat Adonai Lo'echa b'cholva v'cha b'chol nafshecha Chalas, that in and of itself teaches us b'chol nafshecha specifically because b'chol v'cha the derashan masechet birachot means that you're supposed to love him with your Heart it means your inclinations. Chol nafshecha means in giving up of your soul. That's against Rabbi Ishmael, but that's the halacha. So we had our first. What about our next two? We have gilui arayot and we have shfichut amim. And this is a this is a watershed moment. We need to expose and reveal. Go ahead. He has a gun to his head. Does that change his love for Hashem? In other words, you go very strong to say. I'm not sure exactly the question. He's saying since the guy's gun is to his head, so therefore his thoughts are not clear. Is that what you're asking? Well, if he's not, I have a force. But to the extent that I'm loyal, loyal means to the to the last degree. 
It's that which the Gemara and Berachot talks about the students of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's skin and, and body is being raked off by the Romans. He's saying, Shema Yisrael. And his students ask him, And he says, all my life, I was waiting for the fulfillment of this pasuk. And he says, And now I'm not going to be able to fulfill it. I think his statement, all my life I've been thinking about it, is so that I don't have distorted vision in this moment. It might be, yeah, I was loyal, but in this moment I couldn't think clearly. I trained myself for this. He was prepared for it, but that's... That's, that's to that extent. If you're truly loyal to the other, it means to the extent that you'd give everything up for them. And that's what the Torah is teaching in that statement. All right, says the Gemara, how do you know that it's not going to be as exciting? The Dirasha is going to be a little bit more of a technical Gemara style Dirasha. The Gemara says, we learn it from Rabbi. Now, it's going to be a lo- another one of these. We saw this on Dafa'in Gimal, the same Dirasha, and it's going to move backwards. We're going to assume without seeing it, it's rabbinic uh, methodology over here, we're going to assume that shifichut amim, that murder is yahareg val yavur. We're going to have to hold on to that for a few moments and we'll address how we know that afterwards. Assuming that if a person puts a gun to your head and says murder that person, you need to take the bullet. Assume that. We're going to learn that from logic in a couple of minutes. However, once you have that, how do you know to extend that to gilui arayot? How do you know to extend that to someone puts a gun to your head and says have these illegal, illicit relations that you take the bullet as well? So that's going to be what we're going to address right now. And then we'll address the shifichut amim, how you know the murder but we know the answer to this one already. We saw it on Dafa'in Gimala Mudalif. We saw a Hekesh in the Torah. The Torah talked about two things, one next to the other, in the same context. For some strange reason, if you recall, in Parashat Kitese, the Torah describes the terrible rape of a woman who's engaged, a na'araham orasa, a young woman who's engaged. And the Pasuk says, The Torah says, Don't do anything to the woman. She was raped. The proof is, she yelled, she was out in the field, and in Moshiava, and as a result, don't do anything to her. He, because it's similar to when a person murders another. The person who was murdered is innocent. Why does the Torah need a like in it? I think we can all understand that if a woman is raped, we understand it's not her fault. Hazita, of course we're not punishing her. And if you can prove it was rape, the Torah has its own rape kit by saying it was out in the field, whatever. So then of course, you know, why is the Torah elaborating and saying in an extraneous fashion? Because it's just like if a person's murdered, says the Gemara, says the, say the Hachamim, it's to link murder and rape one to the other. Illicit relations to murder. How are they similar? What we saw on the Fa'in Gimalamud Aleph was, well, on the one hand, we know that by rape in Moshi'ala, that it's Nitana Hatzilo Benafsho, if a person is going to rape another, you put a bullet in their head before they do so. So, to in murder, if someone's going, not Amudazarat, Jeffrey, but murder. But now we go in the opposite direction as well. The same way that by murder, you take the bullet instead of killing another person, so too by illicit relations, you take the bullet instead of being involved in those relations. Do you understand what's going to happen over here? The Gemara is going to make the same dirasha we made there on the bottom of, on the middle of Dafa'in Gimalamud Aleph over here on Dafa'in Dalit. Over there we were learning it from Na'arah 
orasa to shifichut amim. This time we're going to be learning a from murder shifichut amim to na'araham orasa. Over there we were learning that if the person's going to commit the sin, you kill them. And so you learn it from one to the other. Over here we're learning that if you are proposed with the terrible de decision of take the bullet or put the bullet, or take the bullet or uh, have relations with the woman, you take the bullet. So as the Gemara de Tanya, as the Beraita teaches us, Rabbi Omer ki yakum ish al ursa That's the pasuk that we mentioned right after the rape of the woman. You say, don't do anything to the woman, just like murder. What are we learning from or about murder in the context of rape? What why was it necessary to mention that? It's coming to teach a law in the context of rape, but it ends up deriving a law. So, of course, rabbinic Torah terminology. We learn things just from their contextual placement. Of course, we're familiar with this already. I've mentioned it a hundred times. The word peshat is milashon lehavshit, to spread out. Everything the hachamim do in their understanding of the Torah is based on context. They're always determining based on context. They lay out the Torah in its entirety and then they compare words because they say contextually it should all fit into this fabric. They compare passages in the same context and say there's laws that are derived one from the other. It's not how you and I would refer to the word peshat. Peshat today, Peshat, we would say, the most simple interpretation. They have a milashon lehafshit, to spread out. It's all context clues. So as a result, that's what they derive over here, but it has nothing to do with them. You know, contextually, that's what God meant. He placed it in this context in order to teach us this world. This, this halakha, v'nimsala mid, makish roseach l'na'araham orasa, ma'na'araham orasa nitanna hatzilo b'nafsho, af roseach nitanna hatzilo b'nafsho. That's the law we talked about on Daf'ayn Gimal. And now this is the one we need for us now, makish na'araham and furthermore, we have a hekesh from na'aram orasa, from wrongful relations, to murder. The same way in murder, you take a bullet instead of putting the bullet. There's a question about the nosah over there on the, the girsa, on the word tehareg. We'll talk about that when we get to dafa'in dalid amudbet, because it seems to be referring to the woman as opposed to a man. We'll talk about that. Teddy already texted me about that a few days ago. But that being the case, that's our proof. That's our makor, our source for yahareg val ya'avor by na'aram horasa. Again, what have we established? Avodah zarah. Yahareg val ya'avor. How do you know? Good. And now we have our source for na'aram horasa. How do I know yahareg val ya'avor? I call it a hekish. The Torah mentions in, in close proximity. Na'aram horasa, wrongful relations to roseah to teach me this law. How do I know Rosea? How do I know that if a person puts a gun to your head and says, murder that person or I'll murder you, that you're supposed to take the gun? Rosea gufe. Gufe means itself. Milashon guf. Itself. Minalan. Mina. From where? Lan to us. What's the source for that? Answers the Gemara Sevarahu. Amazingly, this is logical. You don't need, it's unnecessary to find the Pasuk in the Torah to teach you that you don't take the life of another in order to preserve yours. Before we read onward, I'll tell you what Rashi says as the punchline of this next passage. Rashi says, ultimately speaking, the Torah says, Vahai Bahem. Torah says you're supposed to live by them, which means the reason you don't give up your life for the other 610 mitzvot is not because, of course, you don't give up your life. It's because God says, I'd rather your life than that mitzvah. But knee-jerk response would have been, give up my life, loyalty. I'm sorry, man, but that's it's loyalty. I gotta give up my life. It's, 
over here, irrespective of your decisions, a life is going to be given. Right? Either you're taking a life or you're getting your life taken. As a result, it already stands still. Now we're just going to dress it up with nice terminology. But as a result, there's no Vahai Bahim any longer. If the whole way that we're matir, that we're allowing you to sin, is because it's going to preserve a life. Well, a life isn't preserved. Or my life is preserved. Who said your life is more important? That's the punchline. Who said your life is more important than his? The only reason, yes, Rob? Uh, very much so. Very much so. Very much so. I, I, I understand what you're asking. Well, you're. I, I like that you didn't put it on murder. It makes it a lot more political. A lot more politically correct. Yes, very much so. We will see it that on the There's a long tosafot says We won't read it all inside, but we'll quote the famous opinion of Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam's opinion, from deriving it from a Gemara Masechet and elsewhere, is that when it comes to giluya arayot, we only define those two words as Jew to Jew. And as a result, the Gemara will question the famous question, wasn't Esther public? Says Rabbeinu Tam, who cares if it was public? Oh, no, 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 who cares? It was Giluya Arayod, Yarek Vel Yavor. And of course, the Gemara is going to have its answer. Rabbeinu Tam answers, no, he says, it's, it's not right. It's a sin. I mean, this is the issue always with the high schoolers. The high schoolers will always ask, especially if they feel comfortable with the rabbi, what's better? With a non-Jew, oh, it's better. I can't answer that question. Now, it's always a scary question to answer, but the answer, according to Rabbeinu Tam, is a non-Jew, but there's no better. It's all terrible. But what, what I'm telling you is you're very much, very much, and it's for that reason as well that the Nosah I was referring to a moment ago, Tehareg, that's the question, Tehareg is female. The she, so that, that gives on the Gemara, if it is Tehareg, sounds as if it does apply to a woman. The question is, does it apply to a woman in general? Does it apply specifically with a non-Jew and all that sort of business? That will be included in that Tosafot, but you're right over here as well. The Haibahem, and this is where it's a little less politically correct, and as a result I was skirting it a little bit, is, is along the same lines. It's specifically in the context of a Jew. But anyway, that's the statement here in the Gemara. says the Gemara, What's the source? It's a logic. What's the logic? It tells a small story. Who means he? There was a guy. Deata means he came, he arrived. In front of Rabbah. So a person arrives, knocks on the door of Rabbah, imagine it as such, and says, Rabbi, I have a question. I have a terrible predicament. He says to Rabbah, Amarli, Mare Durae. Mare Durae, Rashi says, the governor, the mayor, the uh, wicked non-Jewish, for one reason or another Rashi inserts it's a non-Jewish person is threatening my life Zil katle liplanya he said to me, Zil means go katle, katal we know means to kill to murder, planya, peloni means that guy so I was told by the governor, the mayor of the city, call it the uh, head of the mafia, said to me, go kill that guy, says this person to Rabbah, Rabbah here's the situation he told me to kill and if you don't kill the guy told me, Katil Nalach, I'm going to kill you. So that's my decision, Rabbah. Do I kill the guy or do I get killed? Amarle, Rabbah said unequivocally, clearly on the spot, Liktaluch, you should get killed, Velatektul, you should not kill. Why so, Rabbi? Mi Yemar de Dama Didach Sumak Tefe. It's a rhetorical question. Who will say 
didama, dama means blood, that your blood, didach means yours, who will say that your blood, sumak means red, tefe means more, dilma means maybe, dama, the blood, dahu gavraf, that man, sumak tefe, who's going to say, it's a famous line, who's going to say that your blood is redder, sometimes they say thicker for one reason or other, than that person's blood. Maybe his blood is thicker and redder than yours, which means to say effectively, bring it back to the terminology of Rashi, you need to save a life in order to say you could violate a uh, Avera. I'm saving a life over here? No, I'm giving up a life. All right, I understand that. But who said that you're allowed to determine that it's his life that's given up Instead of your life, maybe his life has more value. No, 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 I know my life has more value. What do you, God? That's, that's, that's the general answer. Now the question will be as well, this is a different Tosafot at the bottom of Dafa'in Dalid Amudbet, and the question will be, what if I don't need to take an action in order to, to give up his life? When you're not taking action, it's ridiculous. How are you killing the person? What if you're a human cannonball? What if it's a baby and they're going to push you on top of the baby? That's a terrible circumstance, terrible thing to think about. And, you know, had we not had the Holocaust in the last 80 years, we never would have imagined this was a reality. But let's say it's a really wicked, Jew-hating man, and he says to you, here's what I want to do. The baby is behind you. I'm going to push you on. You're going to smother it, but you're not doing any action. Do we distinguish over there? Because over there, you're not making a decision, per se. Your decision is inactivity. The terminology over here is, who said that your blood... I'm deciding. My blood is more red than his. here I'm not taking an action. That will be a question specifically because what's that? Can't stop him anyway, anyway, but maybe you need to take the bullet. Uh, You're right. Can't stop him anyway in any of this. But the point is right. In other words, is if his action or your action, does that matter? Or is that part of a decision? We'll talk about it when we get over there. Anyway, says the... What what are you referring to? And, And you're in a hostage situation of some sort? Oh, otherwise, your life is taken. Yeah. But uh, again, but you're taking the, the enemies. That's the opposite end of the war. So that's what you're supposed to do. The Jewish enemies? Okay. I mean, what I'm saying is, during a time of war, we would, you know, in a halakhic war, determine that the other side are enemies of the state, that they're moreid bamelech, and as a result, you'd be able so to do so. Basically, you're saying a survival instinct is either kill or be killed. Yes. And that's the exception to the rule. Again, I'm telling you, during a time of war, there's a specific exception. I'm telling you, if the only other potential exception to the rule is if you're not doing an action. That's the only potential. Uh, now, the question is as well, you know, just, just so you can conceptualize, what if you're out of war and the guy puts the gun to your head and says, go kill that person, but you don't want him to get the uh, benefit of putting the bullet in your head. You, you want to put the bullet in your own head. Are you allowed to do that? Those are they permitted? That's a machloket amongst the Rishonim. But again, that's not a simple situation. Tosafot talks about Tosafot talks about how people did that during times of pogroms. We're going back 800, 850, 900 years. There were times of pogroms during which they took the lives of themselves and sometimes even their children in order for them not to be killed, raped, or converted, and so forth. There's major halachic questions about that as well. All right, these are all important and at times, unfortunately, relevant. Question. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that when we get to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and even recently, I mean, I'll I'll even bring even recently as in in Holocaust. 
Abala or Gechahash came to Horgo, that means you kill him. That means you kill him. That means you kill him. Yes. But their vote was determined from Pesukim and logic. The Ahavta, Hekesh, and my Hazit is the logic. Who said your life is, your blood is more red? They're, they're sourcing it. That's the source for each of those. Again, Baha'i Bahim is a derasha as well. The Torah doesn't per se say this is the interpretation of Baha'i Bahim. Yeah, but that's their sourcing. Says the Gemara, let's qualify it a bit. And as much as I've just a moment ago been trying to talk about, well, sometimes you'll be able to save even in those circumstances. Says Rabbi Yohanan, sometimes even in the 610, where we thought, of course you sin, sometimes even there you have to die. Well, how so? Amar Rabbi Yohanan lo shanuela shilo bishaat gezerat malchut. He says, this is all applicable to the 610 other mitzvot and averot. You don't give up your life for only if it's It's not during time of persecution. If it's time of persecution, says Rashi, we don't want the Oved Kochavim Lehamrich et Halevavot. We don't want the non-Jew taking control of us with regards to our religion. And as a result, even for mitzvah kala will be the statement in the Gemara, even for any of the other mitzvot, and maybe even further than mitzvot, you give up your life. How do you determine gezerat malchut? Exactly so, there's persecution laws. If you observe the mitzvot, you'll be put to death. You're not allowed to listen to it in such a circumstance. Why not? Because if we as a nation submit to that, we lost it. We're done. There's no longer any Torah. We've then been defeated. That's the statement. Kiata Ravin Amar Biohanan Ravin has a different statement um, in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. See, the Gemara says right before the name of Ravdini and Ravin, Kiata. That means come. Rabbi Yohanan was the rabbi in Eretz Yisrael during this time period. He's attributed with putting together Talmud Yerushalmi. Ravin and Ravdimi studied with him and then they came to Bavel and they repeated his teachings. And so as a result, we have two different statements, not conflicting per se, but both of them came from Eretz Yisrael and repeated, The statement is, even if it's not a time of persecution, but it's in public. What does it mean in public? I told you already, we'll learn it on the Amud Bet. It's in front of 10 Jewish people or with the knowledge of 10 Jewish people, which unfortunately means today, any circumstance. There's very rarely, if ever, a situation where 10 people aren't going to find out about some death in some terrible situation or some transgression in a terrible situation. We'll see that that's clear from the Gemara. But, that being the case, the statement is if it's Farhesya, and again, I told you the reason, it's because in that circumstance it would be Hilul Hashem, profaning God's name, Afilu al mitzvah kala, even for a quote unquote light, small mitzvah, Yahareg Avor. The Gemara will define it, we'll start the, start the day tomorrow with that question of what is a mitzvah kala. But again, remember, we finished off now with the following principles. On 610 mitzvot, Yahavor Val Yahareg, you do the sin instead of getting killed. On three cardinal sins, However, even on the 610, in two, under two circumstances, if it's 
Gezerat Malchut, if it's time of persecution, it's specific religious persecution, that's why you're being told to do this, not a one-time event, not just you or just this circumstance and situation, this is what's going on in the land, this is the decree against the Jews, or alternatively, it's a one-time thing, however it's going to be known to many in such a circumstance for the Hilul Hashem, Amen, Amen.